0: When I did get to a shop to do my essential shopping, it was loading up with all these treats and snacks and chocolates and cakes and whatever to kind of, you know, pass the time. It just just kind of fed my feelings, really. And I wasn't noticing that the weight was creeping on. I just assumed I was bigger because I'd just had a baby. Losing weight isn't easy,
1: and some days
0: we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello
1: everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm your host Carl as always, I hope you're doing well, I hope you're having a great week. Today I've got an amazing guest called Claire. Claire's from Leeds and we've been speaking on and off for a little while now but her journey is one that I've been paying close attention to because it's resulted in her now helping others to lose weight themselves which I think is very admirable and I'd love to talk about Claire's journey today and also how that's led to her now becoming a consultant and helping others. Claire, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
0: Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, really well, thank you. Just uh, getting back into that routine now after the summer. Yeah,
0: after your lovely holiday.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's to be honest with you, it's it's difficult to get back into it. And although it's still warm outside and everything, it's now with kids, at school, everything else. It's right. Right. OK. Back to it, Claire. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Um, as I said in the introduction, you've lost, you know, weight yourself. You've been on your own journey, and now you've become a consultant to help others. But tell us a bit more about you and, you know, your experience with weight loss, and where you're from, etc
0: um so yeah like you said i'm from leeds i am an adoptive um daughter from leeds i'm originally from um just outside manchester like cheshire way that's why my accent doesn't match up (laughs) um like everyone keeps reminding me
1: it's all northern to me oh okay yeah (laughs) being from essex anything above you know birmingham it's just northern it's uh so i apologize
0: well yeah probably the same for yourself you just sound southern to me
1: there you go and that's the divide southern and northern so yeah absolutely sorry I interrupted you carry on tell us about yourself
0: no it's absolutely fine um so I've been living in Leeds sorry with my um partner for about six or seven years okay. now absolutely love it in a little town called Morley um would never ever move out of here now this is my home I found where I belong mm. it's lovely the community lovely the surrounding area is gorgeous I love Yorkshire I've always loved Yorkshire anyway so It was just fortuitous that I found a partner that was a Yorkshireman. Fantastic. Um, I didn't plan it, (laughs) but thankfully it ended that way. And we've got a lovely, gorgeous little boy, um, Henry. He's three and a half now. Yeah, rules the roost completely, but is just the little love of our life. And we just spend every day laughing. But yeah, so that's us. Um, my weight loss journey started in 2021, late, about October time, so nearly two years mm-hmm. now. And it was, so Henry was about 18 months old and, you know, like many women or whatever would find after having um children, I wasn't shifting the weight. I was kind of still as heavy if not heavier actually than when I was pregnant with Henry I kind of adopted when I was pregnant I kind of adopted the stance of I'm going to eat what I want because I'm pregnant now mm-hmm. so I can do that and that's okay because when I have the baby it'll all come off and it'll be fine
1: like magic? Yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: but I never got that magic wand no, funnily enough no. so um, I don't know where that got lost in the post however when Henry was born he was born on the 5th of March uh, 2020 and we got locked down about 13 days later or something like that. It was COVID. Oh, of course. So yeah. he was a pure lockdown baby. Yeah. So we had a very, very unique um, like many did. I'm not saying we're the only ones, but we had a very, very unique start to parenthood, which was just so scary mm-hmm. um, and so isolating, especially for me. Um so my partner worked in the food industry, so he was classed as a key worker. Okay. So he still went out of a day, did his jobs. You know, it was weird. It wasn't normal life, but I was literally stuck in the house um, with this newborn breastfeeding, which was a scary entity Mm -hmm. in itself, but having all the support taken off me, so I was literally left on my own. I had no family around me to come and help. They couldn't even if they wanted to, you know. Um, It was those very early days where there was no contact made anywhere and I really struggled, I really struggled, and um, not diagnosed, because obviously we couldn't get to any doctors or anything like that, but I definitely, definitely had the telltale signs Mm -hmm. of postnatal depression, and my go-to with any kind of emotional change is food, food and drink, so um, to ease the um, kind of, heartache of not being able to see anyone or you know to kind of ease the the woes of a motherhood on my own it was just takeaways it was treats kind of thing you know when I did get to a shop to do my essential shopping it was loading up with all these treats and snacks and chocolates and cakes and whatever to kind of you know pass the time it just just kind of fed my feelings really and I wasn't noticing that the weight was creeping on I just assumed I was bigger mm-hmm. because I'd just had a baby. um, But it was, like you say, cut to 18 months down the line and I was struggling to push Henry in the pram up the hill, up a tiny incline, you know, coming back from the shops. So, or um, he was starting to toddle then, obviously, and walk and I wasn't able to run after him. I was struggling to get up off the floor, playing, struggling to get down on the floor, playing, all things like that that I just thought, this isn't normal, this isn't if if I'm if I'm like that now when he's eighteen months old, what am I of gonna course. be like when you know, he is three, four, five, running after a ball, running to this, running to that and I had just like visions of sports day and stuff when he's at school and him just be embarrassed of his mom that can't do anything or, you know, me not being able to take him here then everywhere because I'm out of breath or I'm asthmatic and my asthma was suffering because of my, my weight and things like that. But again, I didn't link the two. I just thought that was my asthma and I've got to deal with that. You know, I didn't think that my weight was causing the problems with it.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny how you kind of, you normalize a lot of the things or rationalize, sorry, it's probably a better way of saying it when you are going through a difficult period yeah. and i mean some of the things you've already said claire about you know lockdown happening a few days after having a child especially a first child it's a scary moment and it's a moment where you need to feel supported be it through mm-hmm. medical staff or family members or just friends coming around you know that can come around and cover a cover cup of tea and it not only that it's it's supposed to be a nice and exciting moment as well in which you share and celebrate those early stages with other people and that was kind of taken away from you so i I imagine the the fact that you had the signs of postnatal depression which are very common even in normal circumstances for a woman but having that isolation having that taken away having the uncertainty of everything going on in the world in that moment it's it's very difficult and like you say being an emotional eater it's quite normal that you would do that and then the fact that nobody sees you so it doesn't really matter you know, if you in your comfy clothes and your jogging yes, bottoms yes. For, for months on end and it, it's you're not feeling great. It's accessible. You've got news bulletins coming through saying, OK, now we're going to do half price takeaways just so people buy them. Um, you know, it's all these things. And it was a very strange situation. And at the same time, you're learning to be a mum and trying to enjoy that and make it as special as you can, I would imagine. So. Going through all of that is a very difficult time, very difficult time. But it sounds like once things did start to get back a bit more normal, you know, 18 months down the line, you said, where you were doing normal mum stuff, pushing me in the push chair and already looking to the yeah. future. And it was a future that you didn't like mm-hmm. the look of, so to speak. It was something that...
0: No, it scared me to death, to be honest. It really did scare me. And mm-hmm. I think that was the catalyst. Um, I think more than anything, you know, there were, there were obvious signs of I was buying when I did get out of my maternity gear and think, right, I have to wear normal clothes now. <laughs> um, none of my previous normal clothes fit. So, you know, getting clothes sent to me that were what were my sizes before were nowhere near fitting. So then to have to buy the size up and that still not fit was a big, massive warning sign to me. So, it, those things you know mattered as well and they were kind of like indicators but it was the thought of henry's future and me how i'm going to fit into that like i didn't want to embarrass him and i didn't want to be that kind of example for him i didn't want him to then think that that kind of eating pattern Mm. and things were okay so yeah it it really
1: scared me to be honest it did um of course and and i I think it's completely normal it's something i'm just going to say actually because i think it's I think it's Mm -hmm. curious how and uh, completely normal and for the same reason I decided to lose weight as well for my children and their perception. But as you were saying that, I was just thinking my mum has been overweight since I can remember. In fact, I'm probably the reason that she she became overweight because before having me, she was slim, Uh, you know, right away for her early 20s, teenage years. So so I'll, I'll take that one. I've never once felt embarrassed about her because she was big and I've just I've just thought about that and I just thought has okay she may not have won the sports race and uh, uh, you know the, the mum's race on sports day but I don't remember ever being embarrassed about her being big and I just wanted to mention that because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening who have the same fears and worries now I wouldn't say don't let this not be a motivation for you mm-hmm. to to lose weight or to make a change because there are so many other things that are important if you have children you want to be there for them you want to be healthy you want to be able to enjoy things with them but I just say that you know I'm not sure necessarily that a child would be embarrassed of their mum because of that and I think perhaps it's maybe even a a reflection of how you feel about yourself because we often look at other people yeah. and we have that mirror and how other people may judge us when really we're judging ourselves if that makes sense
0: I do think it was like you say, I hope he would never, and I don't think truly he would, like you say, I've never been embarrassed by my mum and dad and things like that, that probably they Mm -hmm. assume I would have been in certain situations, however, I think that was the start of the like, in a script I was writing for myself, of well, I'm going to be that embarrassment because I am X, Y, Z and, you know, that carries on, so yeah, and, and obviously throughout my journey, I have force myself to think about the mental side of you know eating and, and um my my habits with food and things like that and I think that's one big takeaway is that it's such a, a mind state as well like the physical side of overeating and overdrinking and and making um different choices with food and and laying out bad habits with food is one thing but I think the mind the the mindset side of things and the mental aspects of it actually outweighs that and sometimes can be the bigger factor and the bigger issue that you have to unpick and retrain and and things like that um I certainly have felt that throughout my journey and um I, I think that's like the biggest kind of light bulb moment for for what kind of propelled my success if, it, if that makes sense
1: makes perfect sense
0: like as soon as I, I learned that about it as soon as I learned it it's not just the mechanics in fact it's the the other side of it that matters more then that's why I was like ah right I get you know, it okay let's go
1: <laughs> it's music to my ears Claire it really is and it's because of a fact now being a year into a podcast and wanting to know how I can help people in a higher capacity we were talking about a bit about this a bit before hitting record tonight and yeah because it is so important the mindset side of things because i I think this is the the only way to break that that loop of gaining weight and losing weight because you're literally relying on motivation to be able to push you through to that moment where you start losing weight but once that motivation's gone and you leave the group or you stop doing the method that you're doing and gain weight again Mm -hmm. you're relying on motivation but you're not doing any of the inner work to to fix the reasons why you turn to food for emotional support or why you feel you have so such low self-confidence. And these are the driving factors that are pushing you in that direction all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's the whole reason, you know, for me now going into coaching, creating mindset warrior, because I see such a strong connection to a healthy mindset and how important it is for people who are on a weight loss journey. So For me, it's really encouraging because I hear people saying that who have been on a successful journey like yourself. And it's kind of just it's like a guiding light for me to say, keep going. You're in the right direction. So I really appreciate. Yeah, definitely. Share that opinion. So with your journey, you said you were suffering from asthma, poor health, Mm -hmm. concerns, worries that, you know, for you, you weren't going to be the person you wanted to in the future. At what Mm -hmm. point did you say, right, enough is enough?
0: um I I think it was a culmination of I was getting to it well I I can't say it was like a definite this day right let's change it nothing in particular happened it was these it was these collective thoughts um it was a period of like darkness of depression again and you know just trying to kind of figure out what it was that was driving this depression and things like that and obviously talking to my partner about things he could see I was getting upset about you know the clothes side of things I wasn't looking the way I used to and then it was I suppose actually if there was a pinpoint moment um we had a couple of days out just us three um you know we like going to parks and nature places and things like that and he obviously took a, a good Bit of pictures with me and Henry, Mm -hmm. and there was one picture where I was I sat Henry on a wall and kind of turned to the phone to take the picture. And when I looked back at it, I was like, "Who is that with my son?" I couldn't recognise myself, and I actually horrified myself because it was the first time it had hit me in the face just how big I'd got. And I just yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe it, and I thought I've got to do something. But for me, I was a bit. Where do I turn? What do I do? I'd never really done any kind of dieting or slimming before seriously I'd done when I was younger the slim fast shakes that's about as much as I'd done and had you you
1: suffered with your weight though had you been overweight prior to becoming pregnant like going through you know your teens or your early adult life is that something you'd suffered with or because I didn't ask you the beginning no
0: and but what I was gonna say is I didn't think I had until I'd started slimming and now when I look back it was always there. I always okay. had, I always had a weight issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, it was the denial. There's other factors. I'm just this. I'm just built that way. Um, I've never been a size. I don't know eight or ten in my life. Not even as a teenager. Yada yada. I've, you know that's just not me, kind of thing. I. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that narrative I was telling myself all through that that period, even up until you know I fell pregnant with Henry and stuff like that but I I could see it now looking back obviously retrospectively I could see it was always there um it was just other things
1: and the reason I say that because myself I had had the same size waist I was a 36 inch waist from probably about the age of 14 until last year when I dropped down to a 34 and so I honestly believed that especially in my teens, but that that's just the size I was. I, even though Absolutely. I knew I was overweight, even though I knew I could lose weight, I still had this belief that I'd still be a size 36 because I've been it since I was a child. So it must, must be just my size. That's the smallest I could possibly be because as a child, that's what I was. So as an adult, there's no way I could go smaller than that in terms yeah. of a waist size. And yeah. that really resonates me when you said that because it wasn't until last year and I lost you know a couple of stone and I was like, well, hang on a second. I'm wearing a size 34 for the first time as an adult. You know, yeah. I'm nearly 40. So it's it's quite a, a big thing. Th-
0: this is me. I've never ever in my life bought a small size in a shop. I've never ever fit into a size 10. Even when I was you know, a young teenager borrowing mm-hmm. my sister's clothes and things like that, it was always 12s plus kind of thing. Yeah. So I just thought, well, that's me. That's how I'm built. I'm just curvier. I'm just you know heavier built than most i'm not a skinny pin i'm never i'm not cut out that way kind of thing mm-hmm. but now that i'm having to size down all the time because i'm assuming i'm one size but actually i'm slimming down into other sizes and my body shape's changing and that's another kind of thing i'm having to deal with at the minute so it's it's yeah it's bizarre the things we tell ourselves basically of course.
1: Um, and obviously there's people there as well who do have a, a specific size and a specific frame broader shoulders wider hips taller shorter so it, it's very individual and for some people you know being a size 12 could potentially be the lowest they could possibly come so they feel healthy so they feel good and and I know you're not going down a path of saying that that would be heavy or anything like that but no
0: absolutely not this is why I don't normally like talking about sizes because it is, it is hard because I'm just talking about sizes in my own journey in my own frame of, of course, reference of however course. size 8 or 18, you know, doesn't matter really. It It's about you and your own journey. I'm just talking about my journey and the reference it gives me. But I would never, ever idolise a certain size because that's just, right. I mean, you get no, into a whole...
1: And that, that I think that's a lot of a problem that we have in society, that there seems mm-hmm. to be benchmarks for what's acceptable mm-hmm. and what crosses the border into overweight. And there's some people who are healthy happy look great at a size 14 or a size 16 and that's absolutely fine for them and uh, this thing of numbers and and i wasn't calling you out on it because i know especially from talking to you before we hit record how passionate you are about helping people and how you respect people on their journey i just thought it was curious especially when i was thinking about my own size with my own jeans and everything like that so um it's an interesting point an interesting point so for you, it wasn't a specific moment, but then you didn't know how to get started. So what did you do in the first instance?
0: I called my mum. <laughs> I called my mum and, you know, I've just talked with my partner and stuff like that because he's never gone into any sort of slimming world. He's he's very slight and he's always kind of, you know, kept in good shape and things like that. So mm. that's never been a factor for him. But I do, I am very like, close with my mum and she from from early childhood i remember going to sit in the weight watchers classes with her and things like that so she's had a, a little struggle with weight over the years but and has tried different types of things so I just asked for her advice and and just kind of reached out to my mum and said you know what do you think I should do really and she was the one that said is there a Weight Watchers or Slim World near you you know that could be a good start kind Mm -hmm. of thing so I thought you know what I've not even looked because it hasn't been in my mind to look you know but I did remember that there was a banner outside one of the church halls near me that I walked past probably every day of my life when I was living up here, um, to get to the supermarket. And it was a slimming wheel banner and I thought, right, next time I go past there I'll jot the number down or however I get in touch um, and I'll just see what it's all about. You know, I can't can't hurt to try kind of thing. So I did, I made a note and I thought, right, I'll just I'll just have a look. So I phoned a lovely lady on the other end of the phone. It was just so warming and so welcoming and just put my mind at ease that it's not some big scary club that you have to join. She invited me, I think it was that night actually as well. So it was very instant. I kind of just took the bull by the horns kind of thing. I thought if I'm going to do it, I'll do it now. I won't put it off.
1: Sometimes it's better like that.
0: Yeah, I thought, because I will put myself off. Yeah, I will. I'll find some excuse and I won't go or whatever. And when I went in, anyone that's asked me about how I started and how my first night was, I always say the same thing. I walked through the doors at seven o'clock on a Tuesday night. It was wet and rainy because it was October. And it was like a giant warm hug when I walked in. My my consultant at the time, she still is my consultant, Jane.
1: Um, Hi, Jane. She was
0: so lovely. She took me by the hand. Hi, Jane. <laughs> we love Jane. Um, she took me by the hand and she took me over to the new member talk and she sat me down and said everything that's going to happen and talked me through everything. But yeah, it was just lovely. It was just very Brilliant. calm and welcoming and yeah, a giant hug. That's all I can, you know, describe it.
1: As. That's such a lovely way to describe it. And, and that, you know, the feeling of being supported, being held, being... Comforted and in a safe space. I'm glad that worked out for you. And from when you started at Slimming World, did you set a target? Because I think you have to set a target immediately, don't you? But was it quite plain sailing? Was it quite easy for you week on week? How did the journey go to get to your target?
0: I was a rebel. I didn't set a target.
1: (laughs) Ooh! Wow. Yeah, I
0: know. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. I didn't set a target in the very first week. I wanted to just kind of go away and think about it all and and things like that and digest it all. Because I hadn't ever done anything like this before, I had no idea where I wanted to be in terms of weight. When I stepped on the scales the first night, I was not only horrified, but lost as to what I should be weighing, what does that look like, what was I before, I just didn't know. So blessed Jane did give me kind of like a week's grace to think about it. But then when I did set a target, Mm -hmm. I kind of just did a round number because I thought, yeah, that's that's a goal that I can that I can see myself, you know, get into. But it wasn't plain sailing at all. You know, I had good losses in my first few weeks. But one pivotal moment in my journey um, was just after Christmas, the first Christmas. So I'd been there about three months, majoritively losses. I had the odd Mm -hmm. um, maintain or whichever, but majoritively, you know, steady losses all the way. And then Christmas, and I was kind of really strict with myself over that Christmas. Maybe more strict than I could have been, but I decided in my head, if I'm going to make this work, I need to keep going, keep focused, even over this kind of busy period. And over that Christmas period, I gained a pound, which I thought was fantastic because, you know, Christmas. But then I think in my head, I thought, oh, I've cracked it, and the wheels kind of came off so these previous habits kind of kept creeping in a bit and thinking you know I could get away with xyz because I'd done Christmas and I'd only gained a pound so you know I can get away with this and I had a couple of gains after that nothing that would set me back too far but it was you know obviously dampening my journey and then there was one particular gain after Christmas and I just lost my mind I just kind of Threw my toys out the pram. I have stomped off the scales. Anyone that was there will vouch for this as well. I stomped off the scales, and I was a real huff with myself. And I said all the kind of "It's not working. I can't do it. Uh, it's not for me." All that kind of language, should we say? And I walked away. In my mind, I'd let myself down a bit because I'd not, you know, stuck to it and things. But it was Jane then reaching out to me in the week to say, "Don't worry." we're here for you you know come back when you're ready we can you can totally do it she had and she still does bless her she has total 100% belief in me and my abilities to do this and it was that that brought me back and from then on my journey okay it wasn't perfect but my journey kind of rocketed and I was you know getting my 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 awards and uh, I got to target and then I wanted to lower my target so I did do and then I was on the road again and I was you know getting my awards again and and getting that encouragement and um but it was that it was that reaching out to me and saying you can definitely do it we 100% believe in you but believe in yourself because you've got the skills you've got the ability to do it so it was that it was that personal touch for me that that brought me back in
1: and this is going back to again what you said before about how important mindset is and we were talking about that and I think with regards to mindset being so important how did you manage to incorporate that from having that conversation and as part of your journey if we step aside from the you know the physical loss of weight that you so successfully did what part of that journey from a mindset perspective were you able to develop and improve on
0: I think for me it was the first thing so my journey with swimming was the first thing that I'd set my mind to and was doing well at Mm -hmm. without giving up everything in my life so far I start something and I get bored or because I can't do Mm -hmm. it or it's a bit hard I give up and start something else I do that with lots of things in my life and this was the first thing that I'd started off my own back it was only me that could do it kind of thing and I was doing well at it and I could do it and I thought don't give up now don't give up you know you've come this far think of your why why did you start doing it in the first place why why did you even get to here Um, and it was just remembering the why and kind of kind of giving myself the credit to to carry on if that makes sense
1: uh, perfect sense and I think as well what you've just said there about you know almost allowing yourself to be a success despite all those other things you may have tried I'm sure that some of those things you have probably attempted in the past may have as opportunities in the future you now look at with different eyes knowing that you can do it
0: 100 it already has done that
1: and how has that done that? How, how has it impacted your life positively losing weight?
0: So one thing in particular that everyone that knows me um, will know automatically is my massive passion in life now, which if you if you told me would be my passion, even six months before starting to lose weight, I would have laughed in your face. I'm a massive fitness freak now. I absolutely adore going to the gym, in, in particular my fitness classes, which uh, mm-hmm. are just, yeah. I, you can see I'm smiling now because it's such a big passion of mine. I was always the the girl in PA that wanted that note of her mum to say, not happening today, please don't make me do it, please don't make me do this, please don't make me do that. Hated the the thought of sports day. Um, Would do anything to get out of anything remotely physical or sweat inducing or anything like that and again writing a script for myself to say i'm not a physically active person i hate exercise i'm not good at exercise i can't do it i'm not a fitness person i'd never be able to do xyz i'd never be able to run i can't you know dance or whatever like that and now it's what's the next thing what can i try next what can i do now Um, How far can I go? What can I do? So, when I started with Slimming World, I went to my local leisure centre. And again, I wasn't really of the mindset of I'd love to go up to the gym and work out, but I thought I'm going to have to do something. And then I looked online to see what classes they do to see if there was anything I could just do. And one that stood out to me was Club Size. It's in the pitch black. You get glow sticks and you just for an hour or 45 minutes it's high intensity to like 90s dance music things like that it's just amazing you don't ever feel like you're working out it's just a massive rave <laughs> i will advocate and um advertise club size to anyone and particularly people that are a bit nervous about starting exercise um because it is high intensity or it can be high intensity but you can take it down to a lower level and just enjoy the rave if you know what I mean um there's yeah there's different levels to it there's um you just do what you can and you just enjoy it you just keep moving basically um and that was one thing that saved my life basically um uh, yeah that has kind of like started my fitness journey and now I do classes like body combat so on you know Les Mills body combat um I've tried uh spin classes um I've done like body pump you know with weights and things like that and I have I took part in the uh, race for life this year representing and World who was one of the biggest um sponsors this year which was fab um congratulations but thank you and I went I did it with my friend and she is a runner. She she does that for hobby and she does great at running, she's fantastic. And I thought I'll give it a go and you know, I'll just participate and I'll get as far as I can. But I was delighted with the fact that I ran the whole 5k and didn't stop. And that for me it was a massive, massive achievement, like a personal achievement. Of course. Um and I remember just kind of falling into my friend's arms at the end, just you know sobbing, because <laughs> it was just a whole host of emotions that came over me. Of, of course, it's not just know,
1: finishing that, but but I mean, what you've achieved for yourself, what you've overcome in terms of self doubt and those self limiting beliefs you had about you know you'd always be a certain size, you should always not be able to attempt these things, you couldn't finish things, and there you yeah. are, not only losing weight, but now finishing races. It's, it's incredible. It was,
0: yeah it was it was a massive massive achievement you know all round, and it it, like you say it culminated a lot of those feelings of my Mm -hmm. journey so it was a big kind of point for me then so I took strength from that going forward as well and you know every little bit that I do that I kind of challenge myself on is just that like one step further and it's that one step to kind of reassuring myself that I can do things, I am able to do things, you know. Of
1: course, and you're proving Um, it to yourself every day, which is absolutely amazing. Claire, we're running out of time, but I really want to touch on the other amazing thing that you're doing as well, in that you've become a consultant to help other people lose weight. So at what part of your journey did you decide you wanted to do that? And what was the inspiration and how is it going? And, you know, tell me more about that, because it's amazing.
0: So I'd always... Obviously I I've loved going to my groups and things like that. I don't think I've ever missed a group unless I've been poorly. Okay. I've I've always gone to a group, even if um it's been a struggle, I've made I've made sure that I've gone and I've been with my group and things like that. And the friends kind of thing that you make throughout your members in there are, are just invaluable. There's there's mm-hmm. so the you know, the great support. But it was our lovely Jane again that suggested um I have a little look on, into Jane. Oh, Jane's just the best. <laughs>
1: Jane's a legend. I like Jane. I was, I've never spoke to Jane, but I like Jane.
0: She's got a lot to answer for as our Jane. I was on the social team, so on the way and pay team kind of thing, and I was helping out a lot more, and she kind of just said to me, do you ever think about doing this? Because you'd be fantastic, and you, know, you, you help members within our chat every week and um, things like that. So I said, well, you know, it'd be nice to do what you're doing, but um, I'm not sure. Anyway, I got invited to an opportunity event to kind of hear a bit more about it and what it was um, all about and just loved hearing all about what it could be about. Every bit of it, I was like, where do I sign, please? (laughs) So yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I've got two sessions on a Wednesday night. Um, All my members are gorgeous. They're doing so well. It's a lovely little family every week. We have a laugh. We have a cry. It's beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love it.
1: Claire whereabouts because I I said you're from Leeds which is true where exactly are you in case somebody's in the area and is looking for a group looking for a way to start losing weight maybe just wants to come and have a selfie with you Um, oh
0: that would be great I love a selfie
1: (laughs) where can they come and find you
0: so my groups are in a little place called Chirwell, which is um, next to Morley as well, um, a little um, suburb of Leeds. And we, yeah, so the Chirwell group is, it's at St. Peter's Church, um, just off Rooms Lane, if anyone wants to know. And we and my groups are Wednesday nights at half five and seven.
1: Okay, Fantastic.
0: We would love our family to grow. We're we're a little family at the moment, but we're a, a, a small but mighty family. And, yeah, it, we just have the best time. Like you say, we laugh and cry and all the emotions in between. And I'm so privileged and I feel very honoured to be in the trusted position as their consultant because, you know, I know what it's like. It's very emotive. It's, it's your life. Of and course. these guys trust me every week to, to handle that. So, yeah, I love it.
1: But I'm sure that, you know, I have a feeling they're very lucky to have you leading that because of a passion you have, because of the experience you have, because of how much it's changed your life. And being somebody who didn't believe it could happen to them or couldn't do half of the things that you're now doing, I'm sure that allows you to help others see that in themselves, which I think is really special. So congratulations to you, Claire, for doing that and for all your achievements. Thank you. What advice would you have for anybody listening to today's show?
0: One thing that's kind of, that I'm reflecting on more over now, and I do want to explore with my members, is that the feeling of worth, you are worth the effort, basically. Mm. I think it's a very human thing to think that we don't matter. Um, It's only us. Our achievements are downplayed all the time. It's only this. It's only me. It's not you're worth it. You're worth the hard work that you're giving for yourself, and you're worth the effort. So anything you want to do, you absolutely can do that. Just just go for it, basically.
1: <laughs> Very inspiring. Honestly, I, I'm sitting here and just thinking, yeah, I completely agree, especially with what we've what we've talked about tonight about mindset and how much of an important part that plays in somebody's journey and that Mm -hmm. feeling of self-worth that feeling of self-belief again when you're at your lowest when you are in a situation where you you hate to look at yourself in the mirror you feel awful that's usually when your level of self-worth is at its lowest as well so building that up over time when you don't like what you see or the person you've become is very difficult but like you say there is always 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 that reason to push that reason to give yourself that chance to do it to be kind to yourself and to allow it to happen because you along with all of the other guests I have on the show are prime examples of that and of what can be achieved so Claire, absolutely privileged having you on the show and congratulations If, if people want to come and find you if they're not quite in in Leeds and want to follow your journey or get to know you a bit more where can they find you on Instagram what's your account name
0: so my account is Claire's underscore losing it. Um, and that's all about my weight loss journey. And um, I do little bits about becoming a consultant and consultant life and just generally my life now. Um, but yeah, a lot about my weight loss um, and what that means going forward.
1: Amazing. Okay, so I'll put the link in the show notes as always. Thank you. I encourage everybody to go and have a look at that. Claire, thank you so much for being our latest weight loss warrior thank you for having me (laughs) speak to you and uh, take care of yourself we'll stay in touch
0: yes definitely thank you
1: thanks so much bye-bye
0: bye
1: i'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners i appreciate you joining us at the weight loss warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe if you enjoyed today's episode please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.